What's up? What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? You miss me? Did you miss me? It is Tuesday, and you know what that means. Tuesday is Poetry Day. I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for today because today I'm going to be doing an impromptu episode, which means that I didn't really write that big of a script for this episode. I'm going to be really working with my instincts here. So this episode might be a bit raw, but you know, that's fine. You'll work with it. But I did write a script for the introduction. So let me just go through this administrative things before we continue on, right? So greetings one and all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, this is Platt's Poetry, more specifically, or series Platt's Portrait. If you haven't guessed as yet, my name is Platt. Well, that's my last name. I hope that whenever and wherever my voice meets you today, your day is drumming along at the perfect pitch. However, if the universe seems to be at odds with you today, perhaps my short program will be able to cheer you up. (laughs) I do hope I can cheer you up. Allow me to run through some administrative things before I drill on words to the poetry. If you are new here, I wish to extend a special welcome to you and also to inform you that there are three parts up and available as we speak. If you haven't listened to them and I implore you to listen to them, you can find them on various podcasts. Podcast. What is pod last? My goodness, what a use of English. Let me try that again. You can find them on various podcast platforms linked in linked on the Platt's Portrait Anchor page and over on YouTube at Platt's Poetry. Also, in the YouTube description, you should be able to see some links to the podcast Spotify platform, right? Now, the, this first episode, the first episode was the introduction to this all. The second episode speaks to Cupid and is meddling. Well, really, it's me meddling in Cupid's affairs, you know, with some poetry. The third episode spoke to the magical loveliness that is color, the world of color, and how poetry can be used to bring colors to life, you know? And finally, finally, well, not really the final, but you know what I mean. If you haven't as yet, take some time today to follow me over on Instagram as well, at plat.s underscore poetry. Let me go again, at plat.s underscore poetry. I will, I have started a new poetry hashtag, hashtag poetry challenge over there this week that involves a little giveaway. It is a guess who challenge where I'm going to be writing some poems about some noteworthy individuals from history or today, you know, it could be poets, like the poem I did. Well, this is a hint, don't tell. The hint for the first poem was that it's a poem. It's a, it's, it, it, it gives reference to a poet of my favorite poem. The poet is not around anymore, but you know, it's, it's a lovely poet, poem, the poet, you know? So in, so have I done all the administrative things? I think I have. Anyways, in today's episode, we're going to be looking at some theme-centered poetry. And you might be thinking to yourself, aren't all literature theme-based? You know, all literature is, well, well, you're fair enough. I mean, all literature is based on a theme. Well, I I would assume so. I I don't just pick up a pen and start writing willy-nilly. I have some topic I wish to discuss in my poems, you know. But these poems are based on specific themes chosen by my friends and family in a poetry challenge that I was doing. But 
you know the details on that and the book are in the next segment for those over on youtube remember that i have placed timestamps in the description below to allow for ease of access to the different sections of the video because i know that you don't really go on youtube to spend extreme long amount of time but this episode is going to be very short because it's impromptu because of the nature of the themes i don't really want to give away the theme you know anyways let me stop the rambling let's move along eh remember background music should be enjoyed I think that I was a bit too excited in that first section. Exciting? Oh no, I meant I meant excited. I was a bit too excited in that section. I mean, maybe I'm a bit too excited today. You know, you have to be careful about grammar when you're when you're speaking because sometimes the brain is moving so fast that you I am rambling. Anyways, theme, 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 themes, right? Themes. My first literature class was referred to as English B, right? Back then at least back then and before that it was referred to as reading comprehension now reading comprehension english b literature all the same thing in my opinion reading they all focus on reading and they all focus on comprehending what you have read reading is by far a crucial talent in any argument i would say reading is as important as arithmetic which is very challenging for me to admit because i am a man i i I prefer math to reading because numbers just uh, do as you say. It, you if there if you make a mistake while doing math, you can find the mistake because you the numbers are only following your instructions. But when you're reading, you're not. There are no really there are no real rules to you. You know you could read something five hundred different ways, and then if you don't read it read it a certain way, the way it's intended, or, you know, I just find that math is a bit more objective and reading tends to be subjective, but reading is as important as math. Sometimes. Apart, <laughs> apart from reading, your teachers, your teachers often encourage you to examine and comprehend what we had read, right? So this is the part I hated. So I liked, so I like to be informed what something is about rather than mulling through literary techniques and symbolism for hours in order to gain a sliver of knowledge that may or may not be correct. Despite my dislike or of the task of analyzing literature, I am rather adept at it. And my favorite questions are usually those that centered around the passages themes, right? A theme. <clears throat> now I've been talking about themes. From the last section now what is a theme a theme it could be a theme a theme is the main point of debate the main point of discussion the main point in that piece of literature if let's say i say a little short poem i'm not going to make it up in my head walking along the crescent moon the child looks in this day so walking along the crescent moon, the child looks in disdain. Short poem. Walking along the crescent moon, the child looks in disdain. I just made it up in my head. I don't even have it in front of me. Walking along crescent moon. That's why I'm repeating it. Walking along the crescent moon, the child looks in disdain. So the child is walking along a crescent moon. That means that the child is looking down on the earth because we're referring to the crescent moon. We're going to say that that's the moon in the sky of earth. So that's earth's moon. He's walking along it and he's looking down in disdain, which means that he's looking at earth 
in disdain. Now, disdain would mean that like he's looking at it and he's like, ah, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So what am I saying here? The child is walking on top earth. He's, walk- he's looking down on earth and he's dis- disturbed by what he sees. So I could say that a theme of this would be um, the the child. The, the theme is child looks in on what he has inherited from his parents and is completely disgusted by it. the theme could be disappointment which theme could be uh the if the the burden placed on the future generation the theme could be anything right based on those two simple lines walking along the crescent moon the child looks on in this day right so a theme can be objective or subjective so the <laughs> Now, listen what I mean by that. The objective theme of an artwork is what it genuinely is about, while the subjective theme is what you think it is about. So often, the objective theme is what I'm aware of, what the artist is aware of, what I intended for you, and I intended for you to get from my piece of work. But the subjective theme is what you think my piece of work is about, regardless of what I think. Now, perhaps... There are many subjective themes to my little example. Walking along the crescent moon, the child looks on on earth in disdain. The, the child looks on in disdain or whatever I said. I don't remember what I said. It's not in front of me. I made it up. So that subjective truths, disappointment, grievances, burdens of the future generation, you know, all those possible subjective themes. But really what I was saying was that the I, destruction. Destruction was the theme of my thing. Destruction was my objective. I was trying to convey destruction, but I tried to convey it in a nice way, you know. So I, so, so now, all right. So, despite the fact that the subjective theme is not a genuine topic, an out, an outstanding spectator may argue that their interpretation of the theme is more alike than that of the actual artist's theme. So this book addresses a number of objective themes that are that were chosen by my Instagram followers as part of my poetry challenges of this year. The theme is, so the book is called The Theme Is, right? The book is called The Theme Is, with, which contains six excellent poems on six distinct themes as is customary i'll read three poems from the book in an attempt to persuade you to buy the rest but remember that these are preliminary readings you may be getting the final version or the uncut version and that doesn't matter to you because the uncut version of a poem is always the better version depending on who you're asking because the uncut version is always the version that has what the author originally intended right so because i (laughs) i have chatted away i've chatted away your time so let me just give the rules quickly of the challenge before i move along right Write down your favorite themes and toss them in an opaque bag. In my case, I wrote down my favorite theme. I didn't write down any themes. I just asked a suggestion from my followers. Yeah, Select from the bag daily until themes have run out. Write a poem about the theme you've selected for that day. The poem can be of any style, type, or meter, as short as you wish or as long as you wish. It's a challenge, but have fun. I think we are ready for the poems now. 
Wow, this was a long section. Longest. This is the longest book de- detail section I've done. I apologize, but the point. But we're not going to be doing very long poetry sections. I hope. So don't worry. Uh, I, I do, do you like the quantum beat? I, I think it's called the cap. I don't remember what beat I'm using. Huh? I'll decide the music later. I think I've rambled enough. The title of this poem is Was. Now do not panic. Do not panic. The theme isn't some complicated history thing. Okay? It's not at all. It's actually a very personal poem. But still, anyways. <laughs> was. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the poem after I read it, okay? So ready? I'm gonna read it, then after we're going to talk about it. And you need to guess the theme before I finish reading, or I'm going to be very upset with you, okay? So Theme was the, the theme is not was the title is was let's go to think love exists only in the reality of romance and belief platonic friendship lacks intimacy's trance is a barbaric dance none should chance regardless of this one can't discount that bliss that bliss when Cupid doesn't miss and she will finally see you worthy of a kiss. One can't discount that sense of freedom, falling with no care, plunging into places not many are allowed near, and sharing your secrets because you fear your fear of vulnerability vanished while she was there. Romance was entrancing to my mind, invigorating it with chemicals beyond divine. Its uniqueness was such that two hearts ran synchronously when misaligned romantic love was consuming. Addictive, abusive, obsessive, and unavoidably permanent. Once you give in to its beauty, you are forever encased, even when your heart breaks and you find affixed to its pace memories of her pristine face remind you why you needed a fix in the first place. Romantic love was a wave of energy flowing with consistency towards infinity, dancing its way at such a frequency that it that its power resonated into beautiful harmonies that functioned superbly as an escape from my crass, calamitous reality. Was romantic love. It was. It was. Okay, so the poem's done. The poem's done. Now, as I said, this poem is a bit personal. So I probably... <laughs> so I, I'm not one to want uh, to... To really divulge really um this poem so you were probably thinking that this poem what theme did you think the poem about leave that in the comment section below leave tell find a way to tell me what theme you thought the poem was about if you're not tell me, i'm gonna wait okay so you, you must know you must know you must tell me what which theme i think now all right let's go theme theme not team you know theme T H E M E, not T E A M. You know, I had that way. I saw the even spell me, can't spell it, no. So you have to see me. Anyway, you were probably thinking that this poem was about love. Yet, yes, it has some elements of love, but the main theme of this is tragedy. A love poem is something I have not yet to compose. I do not, I have not been, I have not written a love poem. I, I don't, I don't know how people write love poems, really. I, 
all my love poems are really tragedies in disguise. You know, I, I once wrote a poem where I described my love life as Romeo and Juliet. And someone thought that that was kind of odd. And I was like, well, Romeo and Juliet is not actually a story about love to me. It's about tragedy because it's such a tragedy that this is, you know. So Romeo and Juliet is really what I describe love is. Uh, so uh, this is not a love poem. I have never written a love poem, but it might present itself as a love poem to you. So it lacks my typical techniques of trickery and but I use a lot of grammar and language to beautifully hide what the actual poem is saying. I'm not going to examine the poem because that would take a long amount of time. I can't really examine this poem, right? So uh, what I'm going to say is that this poem is about a young boy that falls in love with a beautiful princess. And his passion for her consumes him, blinding him to the reality that she may not love him as much as he loves her. Eventually, his heart is broken when she, as he feared, leaves for reasons unstated in the poem. Her leaving only intensifies his love for her. Toxic traits of obsession and addiction develop as his yearning for her increases. Eventually, he finds a way to, to mend his broken heart, but memories of her still blanket his dreams reopening the wound each time he sees her face in his dreams and whenever he's whenever she's in his dreams you know he doesn't see the reasons why he doesn't see the hate he doesn't see the hate he sees the reasons why he loves so so his dreams are lying to him and he's trapped in this these wonderful lies you know so eventually his yearning only increases. Eventually, he finds a way to mend his broken heart, right? I said that already. He was a... I'm, I'm, I'm doing this with my head. That's why I'm repeating stuff, guys. He was attached to this princess of his for very good reasons. She was the only slice of happiness he had, had, he had encountered in years, as can be seen in the fact that he says romantic love provided him a escape. That the love he had for her made him escape from the crassness of his reality. So she, although she broke him, was a release from whatever trials and tribulations he was experiencing in his, in his real life. So getting over her would take more than the pet pretending everything is fine, right? Eventually the boy as accepts the fact that she will never love him that way. Hence his concern his consistent use of the past tense throughout the poem. And in the end, he says romantic love was because it is no more. He no longer loves her in that capacity. But, you know, things could change. Anyway, I'm not joking. Things can't change. Anyways, let's move on to the next poem, shall we? You know, this poem is about, is entitled uh, Memories. I almost gave it away. This poem is entitled Memories. Memories are a lovely thing. So the poem reads as follows. I'm going to read this. Let me see. Um, mm, I know. Think of that memory that sits comfortably in your mind. It doesn't have to be one of joy or doused in pain. It just has to be one of those memories that doesn't wash down the drain. Place this memory center stage. It's a memory. Like you, it has age, but the feelings of its conception should remain. 
this feeling, perhaps rage, perhaps happiness, perhaps sadness, whatever it is, sits center stage. Take this memory and the feeling it brings and throw it away. You heard me, throw it away. Erase it and for a moment of time, I wish you to imagine the crimes derived from that memory's shrine and know they too have died. Imagine your life without this memory. Are you still the same? Without that memory, do you behave the same? Without that feeling, what sits centrally in your brain? One of my central memories is of a somber day. This memory is drenched in pain. Without it, I would not be the same. So I ask again, without your most important memory, without this memory that you have chosen, are you still the same? If yes, perhaps I am simply insane. So this poem is called Memories. Now, memories are a wonderful thing. You know? I believe that memories are the basis upon which all creatures act. You know, uh, when, when you think about it really, the brain is basically one big SD card and your body is the computer or the phone that the SD card is going in. The brain is also a processor. The brain is just the CPU, right? So the brain has this memory section. Memories are in that section of the brain. So your memories help you to do a lot of things. Like you remember how to speak. You are taught all sorts of things when you're in your formative years. And you're in one to three, you learn all sorts of things. And then you just remember how to do those things. Let's say that. No questions asked, right? Those are like base memories. So you do things based on those memories. You remember that you're not supposed to touch a boiling pot because it's hot. Because the first time you touched it, after the first time you touched it, you burnt yourself or it was hot. Or your parent told you not to touch it because it was hot. Memory working again. You remember not to give away yourself too much to people because you can't trust everyone because the first person that you gave away yourself to hurt you. They they disrupted they, they, they did something to you. Your memory is telling you that that doing that action would only cause hurt again. So the memory, memory is important. Memory allows us to, to act in either caution, to act in not in lacking of caution. So if you don't have, so that memory is important. So the theme of this poem is is memory you know the title is memory the theme is memory the theme well the theme is memory but really what the theme is saying is that the importance of the memory it's not saying that memories are important it's saying that that memory the importance of the memory the importance of the memory so let's the importance of a memory so memories are very important to me in my opinion i've repeated myself because i'm not using a script okay guys so memories are important memories so that's basically what the poem is saying. Memories are important. Without the memory, are you still the same? If you took away the memories of learning to talk from the brain, if you were never taught to talk, would you be able to talk? I don't think so. If you were never taught that the hot pot is not supposed to be touched, would you sensibly not touch the hot pot? See, I don't think so. Memory matters. I'm speaking from my head. So one of the, my favorite things about this poem, I know I'm not analyzing the poem, but one of my favorite lines about the, the poem, I wish you to imagine the crimes derived from that memory's shrine and know they too have died. 
So oftentimes people would isolate a memory and say, I want to forget that. So let's say we meet a princess and she's a wonderful princess, right? Princess breaks your heart. Now, princess has broken your heart, but you have gained character development. You know, in a story, <laughs> when you write stories, my friends always tell me, why do I make the characters go through so much hardship? I'm like, well, the character needs to develop. Character development requires me to put them through some hardships. So they need to go through the hardships to learn. So what that line says here is that if you never had this memory, would you have learned anything? If you never, that, 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 what I'm really saying is if, if you erase this from existence, if you got your wish and that, you, that never happened to you, would you still have developed the same as you are now? that's basically what the poem is asking if you remove the memory are you still the same anyways uh, so the story behind this poem is that simple nothing too complicated i'm just rambling along because i decided that i'm going to do impromptu episode tell me if you like this impromptu style anyways let's move along you know we're at this poem this poem is entitled These People. Oh my goodness, these people. Oh my god, you're thinking that this poem is an awful poem. Do not worry, I will tell you the theme after. Okay? 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 Oh cool! Alright, let's read. How will I read this poem though? That's a question. Um no 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 no. I pick this way. Alright. <clears throat> These people can't make up their minds. Running around like mimes, that's not fair. A mime may act as if he lives in a box of air, but the, there are people out here with minds of air, living in boxes where they declare right from wrong off of some trendy pop song. Oh my God, these people. So, they're just sad, not depressed. Happiness leaves for a day and they have the audacity to exclaim having nothing left to play. I don't, I don't get these people. These people are so quick to claim stress when inconveniences make even a single step. Inconvenience could step one way and they would say, oh my God, stress. You need to work. You need to move into the creases of life's moves, but they don't want to work they just want to lay in hurt these people are fighting to see which gender puts the devil to shame when in reality all men and women are the same all are capable of evil dwarfing hell all are capable of good that dims the lights of heavens all are loved all are neglected all will die it's just <sighs> A war of two genders to see who's worse. What of the loser? Logically, they would just be bad. But hey, maybe I'm just mad. <sighs> these people, these members of society, putrid, uneducated, educated, space-harboring fools, tools, mules, twits, Twats and fools, yes, I said fools twice, fools thrice, multiplying like mice, an infection of lice, these people. Christ. Poem over. Okay, so, uh, what could I, what do you think the poem is about? I'm going to wait. 
okay now that i know that you've told me what the poem is about in the in the section or comment section or whatever you know now that you've told me what the poem is about <clears throat> the poem is about twitter <laughs> yes the poem is about twitter the poem is inspired by twitter if you've ever been on twitter you know that twitter is filled with what i will refer to as these people now these twitter people are probably going to come and drag me for this but honestly they argue about the same thing every day and it's it's it, it was it was it's quite annoying to, to, be, to be completely fair uh, it's intriguing what they're going to like um honestly uh the, like the the the, la- the second to last the penultimate the penultimate stanza right second to last stanza here is really about an argument i'm tired of hearing it's about the argument of who is worse men or women and like, if if one of them is worse then the other one is just bad so technically no one's good <laughs> yeah that's that's just an interesting um use of math in english right there anyway this poem really serves to highlight the the, the, the discussions that take place on Twitter, the, the discussions of the people over there. So it says, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm being nice to them. I don't insult them that badly. I use complete English to launch my attacks. I don't use derogatory language. So please don't use derogatory language if you're going to come for me. <laughs> so I, I, I spoke about the insistence of humanity, the, 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 new, the, new, the, nuanced, the nuanced way that people do not people immediately claim depression the moment that they, they experience any inconveniences in life you know it's 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 not it's 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 almost it's almost the norm for someone to say that they're depressed after any slight inconvenience and truly that is not depression that's just sadness you know like uh, slight inconveniences sadness and i would understand if some traumatic thing happened to them and they claim depression really some of these people are claiming depression for no reason whatsoever so uh, and then i was like people are quick to claim stress you know people keep saying they're stressed you know but then they would say that they want something from life but if you're stressed and you want something from life then yeah you could take a break but you don't give up like that people giving up because they're stressed but still want something for life if you give up how can you get something in life if you don't work for it it's it's kind of weird for me you know so and then the last the last stanza is really just me insulting people um really i i admit it i just insulted them the words here i've used are actually very mean uh in the in in terms of english um but the but the funniest part is that i said educated in there educated meaning that the educated are also participating in this craziness on twitter you know anyway but what interesting poem i like uh so these people these members of society putrid not a nice word uneducated definitely not a nice word educated is a nice word but it also calls out those that are educated for per- participating in this madness anyways space harboring fools tools mules twits and twats twits and twats are the meanest words in this entire poem you should look over the definition of those things all right so i think that's it yeah that's it it seems that not record not writing a script beforehand makes these segments longer than usual which is a good experiment to know let's move along eh I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. 
yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope that if your day was bad, I lifted your spirits up a bit. And I hope that your day continues to go well after all. Now I'm going to do the monotonous thing of repeating what I do at the end of every episode, you know? So I told y'all you would know more about me uh, as we went along. Uh, have you learned anything about me? You can you can drop it in the comment. Wait, where are what? Episode 4? This is episode 4. You should be at least painting with a picture of who I am. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and are pleasantly engaged throughout. I hope I relayed the beauty of themes well enough to convince you to go and search for this book when the time comes. Remember, the goal is to learn. If you have any conservative criticism, please feel free to give them. I do not bite. Mm-hmm. So, and there are three poems neglected from this little foray of ours. I will not tell you the name of them. You'll have to find them out when you buy the book. Eh? So, please like, subscribe, and comment below what you loved most about this episode. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at platt.s underscore poetry. And if you're not already over on YouTube, please go and subscribe to Platt's Poetry. Until next time, sweetheart. No, nah, I'm not going to call you all that. That's, that's a bit corny. Until next time. I don't know what to call you guys yet. I feel like just calling you guys plats, but you know, can't put my name on everything. You know? <laughs> Until next time. Love. The plat is out. Ja, ja. Put your, put your, put your.